What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be discussing Johnny Hunt suing the Southern Baptist Convention. Now this is pretty exciting news. This is the second lawsuit, uh, defamation lawsuit to result from the Sex Abuse Task Force report that was released last May ahead of the Southern Baptist Convention of 2022. This lawsuit uh, is about the accusations made against Johnny Hunt and the way that they characterize these accusations to defame and smear his character. Now, Johnny Hunt is not the most honorable man in the Southern Baptist Convention. He has a reputation, uh, in this case, of being an adulterer. And that is what this lawsuit's about. It's about his reputation and... The Sex Abuse Task Force report accused Johnny Hunt of sexual assault and characterized it as sexual abuse and smeared him as a uh, rapist and molester. These were uh, child molester. They basically framed him as one of these people in their report. Now, this is grounds for defamation and thus Johnny Hunt has filed this lawsuit. So this is going to be interesting. We're going to read the highlights of the lawsuit in this episode, and we're going to do some analysis on it, going to answer whether this violates 1 Corinthians 6. We're going to talk about that as well. So uh, don't forget to like and also subscribe if you are new. But first, I want to tell you that Evangelical Dark Web is a an online Christian news gathering and discernment ministry. So you can go over there and check out... Uh, evangelicaldarkweb.org. There's more articles than we do any episodes on evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join as a Patreon-like system that we built into the site because we don't use Patreon because they censor. Uh, and you can support us more that way. Otherwise, just hit that uh, subscribe to the newsletter as well so you don't miss the updates on what's going on in Christian news and you don't miss announcements like us being suspended by YouTube for a week. So definitely do that. Uh, let's get on with the lawsuit. So this is the Hunt lawsuit. Uh, it's 21 pages, not very long. And this is where we get into the finite details. It talks about Johnny Hunt and he's made some mistakes in particular. Uh, Section 3 says this uh, very pertinent detail, Pastor, but Pastor Johnny has also made mistakes in his life. In particular, in 2010, after his term as SBC president had ended, Johnny Hunt had a brief inappropriate extramarital encounter with a married woman. Some of the precise details are disputed, but at most, the encounter lasted only a few minutes and involved only kissing and some awkward fondling. It is undisputed that Pastor Johnny abruptly ended the encounter. Both Pastor Johnny and the woman disclosed uh, the encounter to their spouses, and they jointly sought counseling and forgiveness. This private failing by Pastor Johnny and the woman involved uh, in the story should have ended there, but it didn't. Instead, 
Johnny Hunt uh, continues in May 2022, more than a decade after Johnny's service as SBC president had ended, the SBC was facing a particular uh, was facing a public relations nightmare like the Catholic Church before it. The SBC was facing allegations that it had improperly ignored reports of child molestation, rape and other sex crimes occurring in SBC affiliated churches for years, enabling perpetrators to move on from church to church with impunity. Now this turned out to not be true. And the report did not show any evidence of this, uh, that we, you know, didn't know about. So there's that. Uh, and let me just read my highlights that I gathered in the article that I wrote. So here's section seven. Pastor Johnny had nothing to do with the allegations, uh, with the awful allegations referring to the uh, sex abuse stuff in the church. Nonetheless, SBC, its leadership, and the firm that firm hired for damage control, Defendant Guidepost Solutions, LLC. So just to be clear, this lawsuit is against the Southern Baptist Convention. It is against Guidepost Solutions, and it is against the SBC Executive Committee. Those are the three parties in uh, that are defendants in this lawsuit. And this lawsuit is being filed in the uh, Middle District of Tennessee, Nashville Division. That is a federal court district. So he's going to federal court. Uh, the David Sills lawsuit is in civil court at the state level. And my guess is because he wants to take advantage of Mississippi's uh, or sorry, Alabama's uh, defamation tort law, which is more favorable than Mississippi's tort law. So on May 2020 or May 22nd, 2022, Guidepost, the SBC and its leadership publicly re released a report that purported to focus on whether the SBC's executive leadership had inappropriately responded to allegations of child and other sexual abuse, but the first name mentioned in the report was Pastor Johnny, not because he was accused of ignoring reports of child or other abuse and not because he was accused of some similarly heinous crime. Instead, Pastor Johnny was named because the report because the woman with whom he had a brief extramarital encounter in 2010 had disclosed that the encounter had disclosed that encounter to the guidepost investigators. Johnny Hunt correctly mentions that he was accused what he was accused of doing by guidepost was was technically outside of the scope of their investigation to argue that this incident should have never been included in the report. Uh, he goes on to say by publishing the allegation against Pastor Johnny, a report reporting to focus on child molesters and other abusers, defendants intentionally and maliciously created the false impression that Johnny, Pastor Johnny, is a sex criminal. Hunt then asserts that the guidepost report was used to further a false narrative of sex abuse rampancy in the Southern Baptist Convention and that he was used to justify the narrative. Section 46 through 48 state, after all the work and money, it did not find a single instance where a member of the SBC's executive committee had been accused of committing sexual abuse during his or her time on the executive committee. In other words, Guidepost's response with respect to the t first task of its engagement determining whether members of the SBC 
executive committee had had been accused of sexual abuse during their tenures should have been a flat no. But Guidepost refused to provide such a response. Maybe Guidepost was embarrassed by the amount of time and money it had spent on the engagement, or maybe Guidepost thought that such a finding would inflame rather than ameliorate the public pressure on the SBC. Whatever the reason, Guidepost decided it needed a scapegoat. It needed to uncover an an abuser. It needed a bombshell, something to justify its $2 million fee. Uh, Section 53 goes on to state first, uh, and this this is where he gives us more details about the encounter. Uh, and this is where he talks about, this is where we get into the counts of uh, defamation. Uh, 53 states, first, Johnny has never sexually assaulted anyone. Pastor Johnny acknowledges that in 2010, after his term as SBC president had ended when he was no longer a member of the executive committee, he engaged in a consensual limited contact with the wife of another, with a, what with the wife of an SBC pastor, the wife, not Johnny, initiated the encounter and pastor Johnny ended the encounter after a brief, very brief period when he realized that his acquiescence to the encounter was a sin. He abruptly stepped back, asked for forgiveness and left the room. There was no assault or non-consensual activity of any kind. Pastor Johnny did not groom the accuser. He did not initiate the encounter. He did not, he did not force himself on the wife and he did not violently kiss her. The report statements to the contrary were false. Moreover, even if one were to take the accuser's words at face value, her allegations against Pastor Johnny would not amount to sex crimes, to a sex crime under the laws of Florida. This took place in Panama, Florida, I believe. The site of the encounter, yet that was clear, unambiguous implication from the accusations in the report. This tweet by uh, Bart Barber is then cited as continuation of damages. I feel that my odd, and this is Bart Barber's tweet. It's really the bottom one, but you know you can't always copy tweet links like this or perfectly. Hunt was the subject of a third-party investigation in response to the allegation that he sexually assaulted a woman half his age in a way that would, to my knowledge, constitute a felony in any jurisdiction in the United States. Uh, yeah, that's not. Yeah, what Bar- Barber said wasn't really true. There's no way that what was in the report would hold up in court. Uh, but yeah, that's some of the damages. Uh, let me scroll down in this. So let's look at the counts that he has. So, uh, count one, defamation libel. So that's one count that he has. Count two, defamation libel per se. And then we have count three, invasion of pi- privacy, false light. And I wonder if this is similar to the Hulk Hogan lawsuit uh, where they, you know, he won like two lawsuits against, was it Gawker? Uh, so he won two lawsuits against Gawker that ended up shuttering the uh, industry, that newspaper or that online rag. So I wonder if that, you know, this is a similar uh, count or charge that he's making against this company. And that company is Guidepost. Uh, count four, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Basically saying that because they included him, 
when they shouldn't have included him. They knew that this would cause damage. And then count five is negligent dis- infliction of emotional distress. And then count six is public disclosure of embarrassing private facts. I'm not sure how this is illegal and not a First Amendment issue, but uh, I understand why, you know, if you can sue for this, why he is and should sue for this. He is going for a jury trial and we await a meaningful response from the Southern Baptist Convention uh, to all the lawsuits surrounding the Southern Baptist Convention. So what are the key points of this lawsuit? Key points are one that what he did was not sex abuse and they labeled him a sex abuser in a category of rapist and child molester. So that's defamation. And then number two, they included this in the report when it doesn't fit the scope of the report. Johnny Hunt's uh, lawsuit clearly argues that, and I think they're successfully going to argue that the scope of this investigation did not include allegations of sexual assault that are dubious at best. And it spent a disproportionate amount of time on these allegations that again, we're not sex abuse or sex abuse cover-ups. And if anything, you know, Johnny Hunt's taken a lot of crap for this. And let's be clear, if what he did, if his account is true, and I believe he's changed his stories on this, which undermines his credibility to some degree, uh, if his account is true, let's say 100% true, I think this does change things. I think this does change how we should view Johnny Hunt. Uh, If someone else initiated contact and he had a moral failing, I don't think that uh, means that we should shame him forever. I think uh, if he's clearly repentant of this, then we should embrace his repentant spirit, his contrite heart. Uh, And hopefully that's what this lawsuit is born out of. And that's, again, reads similar to the David Sills lawsuit that that was filed in December or November, uh, November, late November. So very similar to that lawsuit. Uh, Now let's talk about the Bible question. Is this a violation of 1 Corinthians 6 where Paul basically forbids Christians to sue one another? And my answer is going to be a flat no. Uh, And for a couple of reasons. First of all, 1 Corinthians 6 was already violated when the Southern Baptist Convention hired a pagan law firm to make moral judgments and investigate uh, the you know, this issue. So when the Southern Baptist Convention hired Guidepost Solutions, 1 Corinthians 6 went out the window. It was violated. 1 Corinthians 6 was violated by the Southern Baptist Convention. Guidepost Solution then made defamatory statements against Johnny Hunt at the behest of the Executive Committee of the Southern Baptist Convention and, by extension, the Southern Baptist Convention itself. So the Southern Baptist Convention, with its pagan partners defamed somebody and we want and some people are objecting to johnny hunt's lawsuit on first corinthians six grounds he's suing pagans first of all in part and second of all how can he sue the pagans and not also sue the people that hired the pagans because let's face it this was not an independent investigation there are no independent investigations when one of the parties is paying for the investigation. Because the Southern Baptist Convention was paying for this investigation, it was not an independent investigation. The lawsuit also goes on to say that the SBC Executive Committee, in justifying its, uh, in justifying the grounding for suing the SBC Executive Committee, 
had the opportunity to correct the facts that were presented in the initial draft of the report prior to public release. So that's also evidence that this was not an independent investigation. There are no real independent investigations, in my opinion, as long as one of the two parties is paying for it. It's not independent. So pagans defamed someone at the behest of, you know, supposed, supposed Christians and supposed Christians partook in this def defamation. I think that's fair game. He does not have any recourse within the uh, local church to address this issue. So he has to go to the pagan courts, but they went to the pagan courts first by hiring pagan officers of the court. So he has, in my opinion, biblical justification for pursuing this avenue of recourse against supposed brothers in Christ. That's just my biblical, that's just my take on it. I believe that's a biblical uh, answer. And the Southern Baptist Convention has invested a lot in redefining rape and redefining sex abuse and redefining survivor. And it's time that they, that these redefinitions face their day in court. I don't think the SBC is going to win this case. They're not going to win this case, in my opinion. Uh, I'm more sympathetic to David Sills' lawsuit than I am Johnny Hunt's. But if what Johnny Hunt says is true, then we, uh, you know, then it's a really bad picture to paint what he did as sexual assault and sex abuse. So that's all I got to say about that. My name is Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. This is your Christian news update. Have a blessed day and we will catch you on the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.